G'day, welcome to the podcast, the HR Cartel Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Dive. Thanks for joining me. Um, plenty to talk about today, but I thought I wanted to share another story. And this time it's a story about employees who essentially steal money from your company. And in particular, I want to highlight a case where I represented a company, the Fair Work Commission. Um, it was an unfair dismissal claim against the company. And um, the matter went all the way to the hearing. And um, so we're in the commission and we're hearing this matter and the, the, the case, we, we won the argument, the matter was dismissed. Um, but it's a good story to tell because, you, you know, there's, I'll, I'll share the elements of the story in just a little bit, but, you know, the, the situation where employees are stealing money is a really tricky one and a hard one to keep your hand on. You, you hire people to, um, to trust, to manage your payroll, uh, to manage your finances. And the people you hire in those positions are really usually qualified. They might belong to, um, you know, regulatory bodies or you know, they might have a CPA membership, something like that. So you, they're, they're relatively trusted people. And they're trusted to do a job, which is manage your company's money. And uh, sometimes they steal it. So we'll talk about that today. But there is plenty to talk about. I'm recording this on the 2nd of June, um, pretty early in June 2023. The Fair Work Commission today has just made a decision to increase the minimum wage in Australia and all the modern uh, ward minimum wages by 5.75% as of June, sorry, as of July 1. So a little bit different to how they did it last year, actually. Last year, they treated the, the, the minimum wage um, a little bit differently to modern awards, um, but it's still around about the same um, percentage increase, maybe a little bit more this year. And what they've spoken about there is that the, well, the reasons why they've, they've gone ahead and done that. Uh, well, a lot of the, the commentary the Fair Work Commission gave around it anyway was that you know about 20% of people in Australia are, are on the minimum wage levels and the vast majority of them, according to the commission, are women. And so what they wanted to do was, was make some sort of decision uh, that would uh, assist in, the, in, the, in this, this thing that the government seems to have with what they're calling the, the gender pay gap or gender pay equity. Um, so, you know, good reasons to do it, sure. Um, is the gender pay gap real? Even, even the Workplace Gender Equity Agency um, it has backed away from that. You know, it, it's it's not real. The, the, there is gender pay equity, um, but the reporting and, and and what the government's forcing businesses to do these days is actually report uh, not according to to job specific stuff, so like for like jobs, but just males and females generally speaking. Um, now that reporting is going to show some pretty stark information. Um, and that's probably intentional on the government side of things, but that's a big um, mission that the government has put onto the Fair Work Commission um, to focus on pay equity. Um, so that's, uh, like I said, that's been a fair bit of the Fair Work Commission's commentary today um, around the reasons that they, they went with that increase. Having said that, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be higher, you know, and I wouldn't have been surprised if, they succumbed to the union's pressures, the ACTU's pressures to go for a 7% pay increase, minimum wage increase. That, that wouldn't have surprised me at all. But they didn't. So I think you're probably going to get mixed mixed feedback. You know, the business community 
Um, well, you can listen to the, the AI group, which is kind of the, the, the peak body. Um, they're not happy, but you wouldn't expect them to be. I, I think they're sometimes unrealistic in, in, their, in their approach, but you know, they are an advocate for businesses. So um, they, they, they would overdo it and overcook it. Um, I think you're going to find a lot of businesses would welcome the 5.75% because they would have been expecting higher. Um, and others, probably not so much, but, you know, probably not a bad thing, really. Not a bad thing. I, I mean, I was expecting it to be around 7% myself, so um, I was wrong. Anyway, like I said, there's, there's so much to talk about. This year has been uh, absolute chaos. Um, but getting back to the original story, I thought I wanted to talk to you about today, about an old case. And the reason why I want to talk to you about this old case is because there's a lot of lessons in it. And it's an interesting one. Um, the, the, the first lesson in this case um, is the danger of it becoming public knowledge. What I'm going to do is share my screen here for a second. This, is, uh, this was, a, um, was the outcome of the commissioner's decision. And then I, I want to show you an article that was uh, printed by, written and printed by the Australian newspaper, so a, a national newspaper. So this case itself uh, made it to a, a national paper and um, the publicity is negative for both sides of the table here, I think. Um, and not only that, a lot, of, a lot of law firms wrote about this case as well. And I think it was an interesting one because what we were able to do in this matter when, when we were in, in, uh, arguing our, our points, our side, is that we were able to pull the CEO's responsibility away from the financial decisions. So the decisions to, to pay the amounts of money to employees, in this instance, the CEO had had his finger on the, on the button the whole time. He was receiving um, reports, you know, I won't go into the details of, of all those things because it's just boring information really. But essentially what it was, you know, we, we pulled the CEO's financial responsibility away from, from him in this, in this case and put the, the issue squarely on his, his financial controller. As you can see here, so the Australian, so it's an article from, from a couple of years ago, as you can see, that the, uh, the date's at the top of the page there. Um, but I've redacted the names of the business and I've redacted the name of the, of the employee or the ex-employee. Um, but we can see that the, the title is the payroll manager wrong to help themselves to overtime payments. That's the headline. As we go down the article, you'll be able to see the financial controller was sacked for paying themselves extra extra hours. Um, the financial controller was only working part-time and uh, you know, engaged in a 34-hour week, paid about $115,000 to do that. And the, the, this payroll manager was just you know, adamant and standing firm on her claim that she never agreed to, to work any more than 34 hours a week. And so um, she, for every minute's over, essentially, she was paying herself. Um, ends up paying herself about 15 grand um, more than she was entitled to. Um, and then after she was sacked, um, she, she stood firm on that, um, uh, on that fact that I mentioned before. But the thing with, with this, with, with this um, woman is uh, that she um, was a senior financial controller. She understood how contracts worked. She's, uh, she had a membership of a peak industry body. She had plenty of experience. She was paid at a really high level. She was the equivalent of about 130 grand a year. 
Um, the expectations are there that you know what you're doing, you, you understand contracts and all those sort of things. Um, she treated herself differently, you know, that's the big thing. Um, as you go down the article, you see Commissioner Chris Simpson. Now, Chris Simpson, in fair play to him, I think he's from AWU. Um, so he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a union guy. Um, but in all honesty, he, he was pretty fair to both sides here. Um, but, you know, his decision, I welcomed it. You know, he dismissed the case. We, we, we won the case. It was, it was a good one for us. Um, but I don't agree with, with half of what he said. This is what he said. There is simply no reasonable basis for this employee to have formed the view that she was entitled to pay herself additional amounts um, that, uh, other than that described to her in employment, uh, her employment contract. Now, this is the bit I didn't agree with. He said, uh, despite that, I am not inclined to accept that she was engaged in deliberate deception. Now, I call bullshit on that. With all due respect, Commissioner Chris Simpson, I call absolute bullshit on that because the, the, the whole reason why it was a fair dismissal was because it was deception. You know, that, that, that were the facts of the case. And I could probably talk a little bit about that because, like I said, there are lessons in it. And that there's, some, there's some really cool things in there to, to be aware of. Um, the, the, the first thing that, that I want to say about this is, you know, you, you've, you don't have the guaranteed right to legal representation in the Fair Work Commission, right? You, you need to seek leave, which is essentially you've got to ask the commissioner or the commission for permission to be represented. So that's the same for both parties, okay, the, the employer and the employee. In this instance, the employee was was um, was hell bent that she was just right, and yeah, you know, she was so aggressive about it. She was never going to get representation. She was, she was always going to represent herself and beat her chest and and try and beat the employer. That's the sort of person she was. Um, now, at this point in time, um, I was representing the uh, the the business. Um, now, I sought it. Uh, I sought out a request for this when it got to the point where we knew it was going to go to the go to a hearing. I asked the commissioner to give us um, the, the opportunity to have a, a determinative conference. What's called a determinative conference instead of a, a public hearing? What's the difference? This is this is important for people to know, especially businesses. Um, you know, in this instance, this employee wasn't going to have a legal representative. It was a wasn't over, an overly complex matter, but the facts were heavily in dispute. And she was very, very um, argumentative and disagreeable on every single fact. Um, some, some of the, a lot of the facts of the case she disputed completely. So it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a terribly difficult case for a commissioner to figure out. But um, in order to deal with it expediently and efficiently, which was the reason why we sought permission to be represented, um, you know, to have me represent the business. Um, was for that reason to have the matter solved efficiently. So that there's one reason that you can you can um, uh, you know request a commissioner give you permission to be represented. The other thing is I wasn't a lawyer, right? I'm an industrial relations practitioner. Um, that's a bit easier to get across the line when you don't have um, a lawyer on the, on the other side of the table. Okay, if it was a, a company with the resources and a paid lawyer against just an employee who's not really that capable to, to, to represent themselves, highly likely the commission is going to say, no, I don't approve your, um, your request to be represented if you've got a lawyer in, the, in that case. Um, 
you know, the other thing is a determinative conference is a private hearing and the commissioner will help Commissioner will, will somewhat support and you know it's still you still got witnesses, they're still gonna go in a witness stand, they're gonna be cross-examined, all that still happens, but at the shut door um, hearing, so the public can't come in and, and see what's going on. Um, it's more private and a bit more, a bit less formal, right? In this instance, that was the way to do it. However, I as you've just seen, a private hearing doesn't mean that the decision isn't going to be made public or publicised. Now, I was, I was explaining to this employee that you, you do not want this to go to a trial because the decision is going to come out. You, you're a financial controller who was stealing money. Um, you, you, won't, you don't want this to go to trial, trust me. And, of course, you know, I'm the enemy, so I'm not being trusted. But exactly what I warned would happen happened. In this instance, as you've just seen, the Australian, the national newspaper, wrote about this, this person. Her name is all through that, that article. Um, the fact that she was a financial controller um, was listed and that she stole money from the company was all detailed. Now, good luck getting a job anywhere else for the rest of your career. You know, it, it, people in the industry are going to know what, what happened. Um, very, very stupid thing for, for this person to continue so aggressively and, and, and take this fight to a hearing. Um, she should have seen lawyers and taken their advice um she probably did see a lawyer but didn't take their advice you know um yeah what, what what's what's the other things about about this sort of scenario well yeah it, it the, for employers why you wouldn't want it to go to a trial the same thing there with the with the public the publicity you don't want your employees sharing articles in national newspapers about a case that your company was involved in about unfair dismissals or whatever. You just don't want that. That's, that's terrible. Um, avoid that at all costs. The other thing is it's going to be expensive, right? You're going to have employees. So in this instance, there was one, two, three, four, five employees dragged into this process. Um, you know, and it's not a one week and you're done. We're talking about months of, of discussions, of meetings, of... Um, getting witness statements or preparing for a trial, all this sort of stuff, right? So you're losing tens of thousands of dollars just in wages and wasted time. Um, then you're going to go to a trial, a hearing on the day, and the commissioner is going to ask you to make an offer to settle it there on the spot. And, you know, in this instance, we did that. That was rejected again, which was expected. But, um, you know, all this expense to get to a hearing and then the commissioner will still urge you to pay more money to settle it right there. Um, you know, it's going to cost you money. So um, just don't do it, you know, settle it. Um, it, it in, in this instance, you know, it's, it's difficult. I get it. It's hard. Um, you've got a person here who stole money from your business. You paid them well. You, you, you trusted them. You had them on board. They had a great job and they stole money from you. And now you're going to give them more money to go away? Look, I, I understand that. Um, it's difficult, hard to get your head around, I know, but still, even though we won this case, um, still cost tens of thousands of dollars, you know, still cost that money. So if spending that money um, is worth being right in principle, then spend the money. But, um, you know, settle it. Just settle it. Don't take it there. Now, you know, how, how did she fuck this up? Let, let's, let's have a look at this. Firstly, um, 
you know, she's uh, this person, um, uh, how it was found, right? We, we ran reports, payroll reports, and it was getting close to the end of the financial year. Um, this person's income um, was already over what her contract her contracted salary was in this um, in this payroll report. She already earned way more than what she was supposed to earn in the full year, and there were still some months left. So uh, had to pull this person aside and say, "Give us, you know, what's going on here? Just explain what's happening here." And straight up, she just said, "Yeah, I'm paying myself more money." Um, so she she wasn't hiding it. Now that, that's not so bad, right? That's actually that, that gives us something we can work with. We can say, "Well, what are we going to do about that?" You know, is that going to stop? Was it a mistake? What, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, straight off the bat, though, this person was really aggressive and and you know basically fist on the table. No, I'm right. I'm owed the money. I'm, I work the hours. I'm paying myself. So absolutely no sign at all that it was ever going to stop. Right. So of course you now have yet to stand down this employer. You can't have them anywhere near your finances because they're going to keep on doing it. Um, now what's more. This person said, well, my boss is doing it, so I'm going to do it. Now, that was concerning. Um, so that, that, there's another way that she, she messed up herself because, um, you know, she was obviously uh, not at all willing to admit fault and, um, you know, more than happy to throw others under the bus as well. Um, what do we do then? We got KPMG to do a forensic report on the, uh, on the accounts, on the, on the payroll. That was alarming. Now that actually threw up um, more information. You know, this person's boss, yes, he was doing it, right? Um, not only that, this person's uh, relative was a casual employee prior to this uh, discovery being made and their payroll was also, there were anomalies there too. She was also paid more. Um, so this person was habitually, or this, this team, this department, finance department, was habitually stealing money, systematically stealing money. Um, this is the finance department, right? So if, if, if they're not going to um, act with integrity and do the right thing, what chance do you have? You are going to be bleeding cash all over the place, right? Not just to them, but you know, in all other areas as well, if this is how they are. So th th there were some serious problems there. Now, I won't go into details about the, the, the other people because, you know, the, the Australian wrote an article about this employee and, and her involvement and her outcomes and that sort of thing. So I'll stick to, 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 those, um, to those details only, really. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was, it was a, a real eye-opener for this business owner to go, shit, you know, what, what is happening under my nose here? So there's a lesson there as well. The, the, the lesson is... If you don't have um, uh, people who are responsible for, um, you know, compliance, that, you know, we're talking about HR, right? HR compliance. Um, people with their eyes on, on what's happening. People that are running sporadic reports here and there just to check the temperature and the pulse and see what's going on in the business. Um, if you don't have that going on, um, this sort of thing can happen. So you've got to run these regular reports. You've got to have people who know what they're looking for. You've got to have um, HR people with access to data to see what's going on, okay? That's another thing. You know, there, there are businesses out there um, that hide the data, that don't share the data to people who need the data to be able to do their job effectively. I'm talking about payroll data. 
um, that's a mistake. Um, and often that's a sign that something isn't right. Something's being hidden. Um, uh, it's either that or it's a massive trust issue. Uh, and, and that's a sign of a, of a broken organisation as well. Um, so look, the, the lesson there is you have to run these reports. You've got to keep your eye on what's going on in the business. CEO can't do it all. You've got to employ people who can who can take care of these things. Um, how else did she fuck this up? Let's talk about the, the trial. So this, this person brought in um, uh, two or three witnesses, I can't remember, um, and sat them in the witness box. Now, these were two employees who had been terminated from the business prior to, prior to these events, right? And um, they were the only people that she could find that were willing to speak up against the company. Um, and all they were looking for was their day, their day to try and, you know, have a crack at the company. And it was laughable. It was just laughable. Um, they should not have been there. They should have been more intelligent than turn up as witnesses on that day. Um, they were shut down. They were put on the stand. They were shut down within two minutes. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it was just an, it was it was a vicious claim against the company with uh, two or three vicious witnesses that wanted to have a have a stab a crack at the company, and I don't blame them. You know, looking back, you know they, they were upset about something, so you don't blame them. But it was bloody stupid. You know, you just look like an idiot. You look like an absolute idiot in, in the commission, and good luck, you know, recovering from there. Um, so you know, she made a whole range of mistakes there, but you know the lesson again there for the company is that you might not be doing anything wrong, right? You're always going to have an enemy. You're always going to have an enemy. Um, this particular business, um, the value with people and the relationships was very high. Um, and in fact, what, what had happened is that so much trust was given to people, um, so much faith was given to people, so much flexibility was given to people, um, very little control over what was going on um, and, and, and just way too much of it, right? Um, now, that caused uh, um, an immense amount of problems everywhere in the business. People were being put in the wrong roles with the wrong levels of, levels of accountability, with inability to perform those positions. They were not intelligent in that field of work. Um, and this person's boss was one of those people, for example. Now, this person, this person's boss was a finance manager of this of this large business, um, with a financial controller and some other people below them, um, and or, and this person was nothing more than than a small a small br uh, bank branch manager, right? Not skilled enough at all in any sense to actually handle the accounts of of you know of a big construction company. Um, so there's some more lessons for you there, you know. You've got to select the right people. You've got to have the right controls in place. You've got to enable them to be um, to be able to do their role effectively with the right measures and controls around them. Um, and you've got to check on them. You've got to performance manage them. You've got to you've got to see how well they're doing. You can't just leave them go um, and just trust they're doing the right thing without any checks. Um, you know, you end up with problems. That always happens. So there's another lesson about this case that you can take away. Look, I can probably talk about this case, you know, bang on about it for ages. But um, the, the, the bottom line is that people with sticky fingers can be in any position in your company. 
when you talk about stolen wages, um, it's often one of two things. It's often the employer being accused of wage theft by underpayments and that sort of thing. Um, or it might be um, you know, a frontline worker uh, reporting more hours on their timesheet, getting a bit of extra money here and there all over the place. But, you know, it, it's, it's not usual or common that it's the financial control or the finance team stealing your money. Um, so the lesson there is it can be anyone in your business. You've got to keep an eye on things. You've got to keep your finger on the pulse. Um, if you're too big to do that, you've got to have people employed who can do it for you in the right positions with access to the right data and the right tools and systems and that sort of thing. So, look, that's I might, I might wrap it up at that. That's an that's a interesting story to share. Um, and some, like I said, plenty of lessons in there that are, that are higher value. So I hope you enjoyed that little chat. Um, you know, plenty more to talk about. Plenty more to talk about this June 6th in four days. That's looming dates. Now, that's the changes. Um, there's about seven or so, six or seven changes to the IR legislation as a result of the same, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Secure Jobs Better Pay Act um, from December last year. Uh, you've got a superannuation increase coming up to 11%. That's as of the 1st of July. And um, some other, some more changes come up towards the end of the year as well. So there's so much to talk about. And... Um, once again, if you want to add some more topics and comments, then get in touch with us. Go to www.workplaceas.com. That's the the the, uh, the website's just there. There we go. <laughs> For those who are listening, I'm trying my hardest to be coordinated and point at the website on the screen. Check it out. Go over there. Uh, it's free employee employment management tools uh, that you can download. There's more more uh, podcast episodes. There's blogs. There's advice. All that sort of stuff. You can book appointments. Um, you can shoot some questions in. So go over there and check that out. Uh, and until next time, keep a tight workplace and we'll talk again soon.